Welcome to the What is Stoicism podcast. I enjoy watching animals doing nothing. Just as well, really. They can be found doing nothing most of the time. If you live in the countryside or travel there often, you might enjoy this too. It's peaceful. Gazing into a green field, at grazing sheep, I can focus on something much simpler than the things in my life that I have deemed to be complicated problems. But it's not just the peace that appeals to me. There's a lot we can learn from animals. In describing stoicism, Tim Ferriss jokes that, on hearing the word, people might think of a cow standing in the rain. It's not sad. It's not particularly happy. It's just an impassive creature taking whatever life sends its way. Tim uses this platform to go on and make the point that there's a lot more to stoic philosophy, but the animal angle can be extrapolated. Sticking with the cow in the rain for now, when I look into a field at a cow, it's likely that it will be doing one of four things. Standing, walking, lying down, or eating grass. It doesn't place a value judgement on the weather. It doesn't feel rain and say to the other cows, Man, this sucks. I can't be bothered walking today. It just walks. I know it can't articulate spoken words anyway, or perhaps I haven't watched cows long enough to witness them speak, but you see what I mean. Weather is an external factor it can't control, and so it doesn't worry about it. In a similar vein, when I scan across the adjoining fields and look at a sheep, I don't see it stressing. It isn't categorising anything external to it as good or bad. It isn't saying, this grass has fallen below my high standards, I demand to speak to the farmer. It accepts its fate, whatever that may be. Yes, it might trot to the tastiest turf at times. It might even look for a dry patch to lie down when it's tired. But if circumstances render those unavailable, it's content regardless. It's a misconception that Stoics, because they encourage acceptance of one's fate, just passively allow things to happen to them and assume that any effort to the contrary is pointless. Stoics have no issue with making an effort to improve one's circumstances. They just try not to view the outcome of that effort as either good or bad. The only things Stoics view as truly good are the four cardinal virtues. Wisdom, justice, courage and temperance. The only true bad is therefore vice, the corruption of these virtues. Everything else is an indifferent, external things that we should not attach value judgments to. These indifference can be preferred or dispreferred though. For example, good health is preferred to bad health and we should do what we can to be healthy. But we should not base our happiness on our health as it is ultimately out of our control. Animals can learn what is good or bad through training, but there is, of course, a human making most of those categorizations in teaching the animal. They can appear to attach their own value judgments to things too, but it could be argued that they are actually demonstrating the concept of indifference perfectly. Good grass, for example, is a preferred indifferent in that an animal may choose it over bad grass, but it can be content either way. Similarly, Pain is a dispreferred indifferent to an animal, but its incurrence is not an irrecoverable evil. Donald Robertson summarizes the equanimity of an animal when it encounters pain in his book How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. Quote, According to the Stoics, our initial reaction to pain or illness may be natural and reasonable, but amplifying or perpetuating our suffering by complaining about it over time is unnatural and unreasonable. Animals may cry out in pain and lick their wounds for a while, but they don't ruminate about it for weeks afterward, or write letters to their friends complaining about how badly they've been sleeping, end quote. And that's what I try to learn from animals. I don't want to spend unreasonable time perpetuating suffering after the initial pain of a situation has ended. As Dubois said in his book Self-Control, 
Do not let us build a second story to our sorrow by being sorry for our sorrow. I'm oversimplifying here, of course. There's obviously a lot more nuance associated with animal psychology. But as I mentioned before, it's simplification I am seeking when I look into a field. I'm thinking, look how that animal just keeps calm and carries on. I don't know what pain it has gone through in life, but that's what the pain is now. Gone. Right now that animal is just standing, eating grass. Now it's walking. Now it's lying down. Soon it'll be standing again. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the What is Stoicism podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please consider taking a second to leave a rating and a review. It's a good way to let me know you're getting value from the content and it helps more people discover the show. I appreciate your support. Thanks so much. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, I recommend checking out the Stoic Handbook podcast by John Brooks. It's one I've been a fan of myself for a while. It has great reviews. John publishes regular episodes that are always filled with practical wisdom and it's available on all the usual podcast platforms. You can also find it on the web at stoichandbook.buzzsprout.com. Thanks again for listening.